Football Playbook, presented by the Pigskin Podcast Network, your source for team news, draft needs, player profiles and rankings, full senior bowl, combine, and NFL draft coverage, news, analysis, discussion. It's in the playbook. Now, here is your host, sports journalist Bill Alpstead, and featured analyst Keith Myers. Hey guys, welcome into the Pro Football Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Offset, sitting down with Keith Myers. We're talking free agency, the first week of free agency. Keith, welcome in, man. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a crazy week. Like, I mean, the first week of free agency is always crazy, but um, this year has not um, failed to live up to that yeah. standard. Yeah, I thought we were going to avoid some uh, some quarterback drama just because the first thing that kind of came off the board was the whole Aaron Rodgers trade, or not trade, mm-hmm. but going back to green bay and signing the contract and then all of a sudden we had the wilson epic trade to denver that just kind of tipped that whole market um so now seattle's exposed on their quarterback needs and uh deshaun watson became kind of a thing all week he was kind of cleared of being criminally responsible for any of those things that are going on in his world and all of a sudden teams were just going to completely discount all the civil stuff and 22 you know accusers well okay, and he was so, going to be an option a legitimate option for teams now all of a sudden well where everyone's think, kind of clamoring that's kind i don't of, think, it was kind of i don't think it's a matter of i don't think it's a matter of just discounting the civil stuff because what happened was um they they assembled a grand jury and the standard for a grand jury is really low um as far as what the what the prosecution has to give um, and the prosecution is the only one who tells the story. There's no defense. It's just the prosecution telling the story that they want to tell, giving all the evidence that they want, even things that won't be admissible in court um, when it comes around to um, an actual trial. And with all of that going for them, the jury was like, yeah, you got nothing. And so not only, I mean, legitimately, there is not there is no way to prosecute him there's just no evidence and that's what the grand jury said um and so that essentially clears him of criminal wrong wrongdoing whether he did anything or not there's no evidence is really what it comes down to and so what does the um, league do with with something like that do you expect some sort of honestly at at this point he's going to be able to lean on that and say nothing happened like um and then he he's not hurt by the fact that yes, there are 22 allegations, but all 22 women are uh, represented by the same lawyer. And yeah, that's that's kind of weird. That that that's super sketch. And and I think what's happened is, you know, he he's also interjected himself into the story way more than he should, um, which has not helped his case. And so therefore, it has helped, um, you know, Deshaun Jackson's. And so you end up with a situation where Jackson's going to be able to say, Watson. Or sorry, yeah. Uh, I wanted I just said Jackson Watson. It, you know, can basically say, "Oh, this is just some ambulance chaser chasing money, um, and not anything that's real." Whether that's true or not, and I think um, Watson's going to be able to avoid any major suspension or anything, and the criminal stuff that's disappeared. I'm not condoning anything that he did. No. I'm not saying that he did well, nothing. I am the- not saying any of that. I'm just saying that from an evidence standpoint it's going to be really hard for the league to do anything against him. 
Yeah, the the harder part is going to be the team that selects them is going to have to explain to their fan base, including all the the women um, out there, mm-hmm. that they should disregard his past or whatever or baggage, however you want to call it, to to come in and be their quarterback um, and be the face of the franchise. So that's that's the hurdle, I think. But nonetheless, that hasn't dissuaded uh, multiple teams this week from being in the game in in the conversation with him. Um, now he's got no trade clauses in his deal as well, so he's able to kind of hone in and select the team that he wants to go to, and uh, Houston kind of approves the package return for his um, his compensation, and then there we go. Words just come out before we uh, push record tonight that uh, apparently the Atlanta Falcons have won yep. the uh, Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, and he's going to be their quarterback in 2022. Matt Ryan is now looks like he's either going to be released or traded. So I can't imagine him being traded his contract given his level of play last year. No one's going to going to want that contract. Um and so I am expecting him to be released um in the next couple of days. Like but basically whenever that um trade goes through, they're going to have to release Matt Ryan in order for, to get the cap space necessary to to bring Watson onto the um the roster. So and what do you think of that move by Atlanta? That's a big that's a home that's a home run swing if I've ever it seen is. one. Well, they went from they've got a guy who is um at the tail end of his career and is clearly dec- declining and now they go get a guy that's 26 that's been an absolute like stellar player except for, you know, this hiccup of last year where he didn't play at all because of all of this legal stuff that that appears to have cleared up. And so they just went and got young and got good at a key position um for basically a wash on the on the cap charges and yeah yeah just kind of go forward so in 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 the wake of this so now matt ryan is is, looks like he's going to be available to some team as either a placeholder or a primary guy for the next two or three years also out of this whole mess is um baker mayfield got his feelings hurt in cleveland when watson was an option for them they brought him in they tried to negotiate a deal and he didn't they didn't want to do that so now baker mayfield says well our relationship is now too far gone i want to trade cleveland came and said we're not going to honor your request but um who knows right so now teams are going to be calling cleveland and seeing Mm -hmm. what, what it would take to peel him away i'm thinking maybe a conditional third round pick that, that yeah. elevates to a second or something like that, that would uh, based on playing time and, and so forth for a team, maybe Indianapolis. I know Indianapolis God, Indy, would Indy be, needs a quarterback. would be looking at Matt Ryan hard they, as well yep. as, as um, maybe a Garoppolo and Baker Mayfield, Seattle, you know, seems like they need a placeholder this year. Yeah. Um, Seattle, had, Seattle has not done the we're going to go rebuild thing after, even after trading Russell Wilson. They're signing some big deals. They're bringing in some some name guys. They look like you they're find that, building a roster. Do you find that kind of odd? I thought I their best path odd. their best path would be to kind of not the tank hold you know whatever, but you know under seven wins next year, so they could combine mm-hmm. their first round draft picks and maybe a second to move up into any spot in the draft to get their guy. And it looks like they're comfortable building a roster and Drew Locke as their quarterback in, in camp wow. with maybe drafting a guy or bringing in a placeholder guy 
like Matt Ryan or Baker Mayfield or whatever. Yeah, I don't know if Drew Locke's really the guy. I did not. <clears throat> Pete Carroll had a press conference. I don't think anybody and does. And he talked about Drew Locke, and he was like, well, if we can get him back to, you know, how he played, um, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, then sure. But it was there was he was not sold. Um, he said the right things, but what is he going to do? Throw his player, player he just traded. He's not going to say anything but what he said. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, there. Um, but Seattle, they don't appear to be rolling over and, and tanking and getting ready for um, that, you know, the draft class a year from now. Um, they seem to be trying to build and win now. So Matt Ryan would be interesting. Baker Mayfield would be interesting. I don't think they could get in on the Jimmy Garoppolo stuff because why would san francisco give a division rival their quarterback um how about kirk cousins something like that no kirk cousins actually just signed a deal with um the vikings so he is uh, staying a one-year deal though yeah um he signed a one-year extension but it's all and it's a lot of money but he's staying there none of none of these guys we're talking about there are difference makers i mean matt not Ryan at this stage <laughs> not at this stage i mean you've seen his arm the last couple of years it's yeah. deteriorated he's not nearly got the velocity and the accuracy that he used mm -hmm. to have. And he's also lost weapons too. So we just don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, if he was released and he went through waivers and you could sign him on a deal, what would be a, a deal that you would feel comfortable with on a Matt Ryan to be a place bridge holder kind of quarterback, a two year, 24 million a year type of a deal or is it going yeah, to take more at, than that? I would that? look at Philip Rivers a year ago when he signed with Indy. Um it was like a one year 22 million dollar um contract uh with Indy and he came in and took him to the playoffs and looked you know okay but not great. Um Matt Ryan's going to be looking in that same same area probably two years instead of one but it's going to be 22 24 million um a year to come in and guide a team and honestly Indy looks like a great place for him all of the fact that all of the stuff that's happened in the last like few days is that's created a larger quarterback market than anyone thought sure makes the Washington commanders look terrible I mean honestly yeah. they Carson Carson Wentz we're talking about they can they couldn't get in on the um on the the uh Watson sweepstakes given that the fact that their you know owner is not allowed near the team and his wife is running the team because of all of the allegations against him um, and that kind of stuff. So I, I don't think that 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 would have ever happened. But you've now got Matt Ryan available. You've got Baker Mayfield available. You've got Jimmy Garoppolo available, and they still traded draft picks for Carson Wentz and that contract where they're paying him 25 million a year for the next three years um it's just not that's not a that's not a good place to be they i mean there's better options at cheaper prices um available now but so let's go through panicked. we've been talking about some quarterback contracts let's talk about individual player contracts that have kind of caught your attention in free agency and let's start right at the top the von miller deal everyone talks about this mm -hmm. deal but what does it really mean? Um, six years, $120 million. What is it? Is it more like a three year, $55 million deal as far as guarantees and the back yep. end not being guaranteed and so forth? So the, the front end is, is guaranteed. He's going to um, be there for three years. After that, things get um, to a point where they, you know, 
they can move where they need him to if 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 it's not working why um, do you think that they would structure this is, we're talking about buffalo mm-hmm. which i think is a great move for buffalo um in fact i think buffalo is one of the teams that that has done yeah. fairly well in free agency why did they structure this deal this way well i think they structured the deal that way because it allowed them to spread you, the most you can spread a um contract or a signing bonus out is over five years um so that sixth year doesn't really help them but what it does it helps um von miller's agent to hey look i got von miller 120 million even if he only ever sees like 50 million of that money nobody seems to remember that um they but they do remember the 120 million dollar price tag when when you know from when it was signed and so um so is this a good deal for buffalo is this a fair deal or is this a deal where von miller's going to be 33 years old in a couple months that's the thing that gets me here is that von miller was absolutely unblockable arguably the second best defensive player in the game three years ago um he's got had a couple of injury years last year he moved teams he was effective for the rams but he was mostly effective for the rams because no team could focus on him aaron donald had to be the focus of your defense and there were guys coming from both sides um you know it wasn't just him and so i wasn't he put up some decent numbers but it what he wasn't the focus of opposing offenses anymore um it's almost like he'd lost a little bit and uh wasn't quite the player that he was it doesn't mean he's bad he's still a great yeah. player well but here's the deal with like a buffalo it's like buffalo can afford to make this deal this is a deal like this is a win now deal mm-hmm. this is a team that's got all the other things handled and they're going to go out and this is the piece or one of two or three pieces that they need to put them over the top that they feel and so you're not going to see bottom dweller teams make this sort of deal nor would Miller probably want to go to those teams. So this is kind of a perfect match for him and for the team. Let me see like two or three other contracts, Keith, that you thought were just crazy. So the craziest contract to me is still the Christian Kirk contract Um, with him going for what it just feels like an insane amount of money um, to Jacksonville. It's still only 37 million guaranteed. But overall, it's four year seventy two. I don't mm-hmm. think he sees the back end of that. But I, don't, I, I agree. Um, but it comes down to, you know, for him that you're looking at a guy that has talent. He's young. He's twenty six, and he was not going to Jacksonville um, on a on a market deal. No one is going to Jacksonville that has been just pathetically bad um, over the years. Um, on a market deal, they have a ton of money to spend, and they, they, they totally completely screwed the market up on a number of fronts in this. Well, and they don't care. Period. They don't care. <laughs> um, but yeah, they have a they have a ton of money to spend, um, and they have to overspend if they want people to come in. And so for them to you know over drastically overpay a guy like Christian Kirk. They don't care. He comes in, he helps them improve. It becomes a um a situation where it's an incremental improvement for them. Two years from now, he's probably getting cut. He'll I bet he spends two years on this roster and then um moves, gets you know, gets more or strangely enough, 
the cap will go up so much it won't he, matter he'll be a bargain yeah. which is kind of which is absurd which is also um, a possibility it's possible so um a lot of other guys are getting paid you know everyone was kind of paying attention to Jan uh, chandler jones i thought that was a fair deal with vegas but still 52 mm -hmm. million dollars over three years with 34 million guaranteed 17.5 million uh apy for that's, one of that's the a big most, deal for one of the most productive pass rushers in the last you know decade i mean yeah, he fell Chandler, off a little bit i mean he started the year last year with five sacks i know and then that was it yeah and and he 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 did fall off last year and and, and i get that but he's still an incredibly productive pass rusher uh overall and teams you can never have enough good pass rushers um so i didn't i expected him to get a good deal and he did um is he so, slowing down maybe i i don't know if if the if the raiders get out of him what they think they're going to but um i seemed like a pretty fair deal to me given his track record so i wanted to talk to you about the brandy gregory situation with dallas that's like so something weird. happened with dallas dallas extended a, a contract they accepted the terms of the deal mm -hmm. and then dallas came in with some terms that mandy made randy gregory and his agent balk got the deal within 24 hours less than 24 hours he had signed a new deal with the denver broncos five years 70 million so that was a little weird to me it's very weird but here's the thing so um randy gregory has been suspended a number of times he has um had some trouble um he's also you know two years ago like to the day he entered rehab got his life turned around he's been on the straight and narrow and has been like not just like you know not getting caught but has actually been like um walking the walk as far as all that stuff goes and has totally turned his life around on top of being a great player and so he got this contract thing that said that any suspension any fine from the league um on the personal conduct policy automatically voids all of the guarantees in his contract and he was like wait what so there despite two years of things being solid for him they're still saying one fine for on the personal conduct policy voids everything and he was like no thank you and he contacted denver and denver was like we'll give you the same numbers and he signed that um but the, it was the same numbers without that clause now there's conflicting reports uh the cowboys say oh we have that we put that in every contract but we know that's not true because it's not in des um uh or dak prescott's deal um and it's not in a couple other players deals uh, but it is in a bunch of players' deals. And Jerry Jones didn't even know that it was in the contract that they've been been using the last couple of years. So uh, it's just a, such a weird situation for, um, you know, for this team and 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 for them. And honestly, great pickup by um by the Broncos, who are seriously in win now mode. I mean, they just got Wilson and they're loading up on their defense and they've already got weapons and um, it's a great move for them. I, I, yeah. The Broncos continue to build a roster that everyone should be excited about. Yeah, uh, there's a there's a three way race right now in the AFC West. You know, the NFC West last year was the the the, the best division in football. I think that's clearly shifted now. Oh yeah, to the, the AFC, AFC West. The AFC West is 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 clearly the better division in my mind. And I mean, 
you move Russell Wilson out of one division and, and into another, and guess what? That makes a big difference. But on top of that, you you said it was a three-way race. I mean, the Raiders made the playoffs, and they just signed Chandler Jones. Are we really going to write the Raiders off as not being in this race? And they're settled in now, I think, with culture and coach. So that makes yeah. a big difference too. They're not, yeah, so. they don't. They're not going to have the cult, the um, the coach like stupidity they had to deal with last year. And um, they get, they've got some better players. And uh, honestly, that division, the Raiders might be the fourth best team in that division, and they could probably go and win yeah, five we or were, six different divisions. We were state. talking about last year that the NFC West could put forth four teams that would make the playoffs. And mm -hmm. certain things just didn't happen and just didn't work out that way. But AFC West right now is looking like that could be the next division to have that opportunity for sure. Mm -hmm. um talk to me about i want to talk to you about a couple of players that i thought were just kind of standouts as far as the size of contract the first one that comes to mind is dj reed the cornerback from seattle um moved on to the new york jets the jets gave him a three-year 33 million dollar deal 11 million apy that seems like a little bit much for a player that has basically one year under his belt as far as production yeah, I mean, this is a guy that, um, you know, played half a year in in um, 2020 and two-thirds of a year in, in 2021. Looked great during both of them when he was when he played, but that's it. That's his only production in the NFL. And uh, this is a that's a lot squad. of money. This is a practice squad level player prior to 2020, right? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, he didn't really get a lot of opportunity in San Francisco, and then San Francisco let him go after an injury situation. They were hoping to get him back on the practice squad. Yeah, that's where he came from. They were. It wasn't that they were trying to get him. They were trying to move him. Move him to injured reserve. And when you when you transfer a guy into onto injured reserve during the off season, um, they have to go through waivers. And Seattle picked them up off waivers and held him on the roster for six weeks, knowing that he would eventually be healthy. Um, it was a it was a gamble. It paid off for them uh, for a couple of years, but for um, for the Jets, honestly, this is very much um, a Christian Kirk type contract for them. That that team is terrible. They need help, and they can't get they can't get players to come in and right. um, you know commit to being there. Um, so they overpay. They have to but they have the salary cap space to overpay a guy like that um, and know that sure they're overpaying now, but they've got the money. Um, and in a couple of years, the salary cap will have gone up a bunch. And if he continues to play like he has the last couple of years, 11 million for him is going to be a bargain. And if he doesn't continue to play like he has for the last couple of years, they cut him and move on and go back to having a ton of money that they can throw it and other pay players and overpay for. Sports fans, look at the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. 
bet just $1 on any NFL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 and over minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So I was thinking about winners and losers so far, and, it, and free agency hasn't been going on very long. There's still plenty of players out there. We can talk about a couple of players that are still available. But I thought Denver, with you know, if you add the Wilson thing in, I know it's a trade, mm-hmm. but you know, you're gaining a player, you're letting go other players that are less than, and added um, DJ Jones, Randy Gregory. They have they still have eight draft picks, I think, which is an overlooked part of this whole situation. They're in really good position to really improve their team this year on all fronts. I mean, this is a team that's going to compete with both the Chargers and the Chiefs for that division title and making some moves in the playoffs next year. Well, and the team that I, I was going to bring up as as one of the winners was the Chargers in that they, same division. Absolutely, yeah. Because this was a team that offensively could play with anyone last year, and their defense was just pathetically bad. Um, but they went and, and made a trade for Cleo Mack, one of the more dominant yep. um, pass yep. rushers. Although last year was hurt, they were able to bring back Mike Williams and not lose him. But then they also added, you know, cornerback uh, J.C. Johnson, yes. um, Jackson. Or Jackson and um that was a big know, contract too. That was a sixteen point five million dollars a year contract. That was yeah, that was I mean big. and so they were able to um to get guys in there. They've they've improved the quality of um of that defensive roster greatly uh without losing a lot offensively to do so. I mm-hmm. they they're gonna be at least on paper, they look yeah. like they're gonna be a very good team. And they're under under the 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 radar type move is Sebastian Joseph, their defensive tackle that they, they yes. signed. I really like him as a run stuffer. That's a good, um, mm-hmm. good and move this for them. The, this was a team that honestly could not could not stop the run at all, um, and looked just bad trying to that's, do that's it. That's exactly right. Um, I mean, they were they were legitimately one of the worst run defenses I've seen in a long time, and they just got much better. Uh, between Mac and yeah. uh, and Joseph, like they 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 added, they really added. So um, I think. <laughs> well, they lost um, they lost Nuwasu to uh, Seattle in free agency, but they gained Mac. You know, I mean that's mm-hmm. that's a that's great a, move for them. Yep, I mean, and if you combine, that's I mean, it's all it's a lot of money um, that they they spent to for that upgrade, but it was an upgrade. I think, you know, the biggest losers for me so far, if you want to count the Jaguars just for overspending and, and having that come back to bite them at some point, um, that, that's a possibility for this list. But I thought the Colts, which haven't really done anything yet, um, and they've got a lot of cap space, which is confounding to me. On a, on a team that's ready to win now, you'd think that they would have improved a couple of different spots and solidified those things. And then Dallas with the R- Randy Gregory thing, I just thought was just kind of weird and, not a God, good look such for them. a weird deal no yeah. yeah i mean that's it's not something that they um they they also had to they also traded away amari cooper which then maybe that's something we should talk about because um they traded amari cooper to the browns for a fifth round pick and everyone was looking at that you know uh his contract at 20 million a year and you're like ah oh, that's a lot for a guy he missed some time last year and all of that 
And then you compare that to the Christian Kirk deal, who's only two years younger, but does not have the track record uh, um, of being a, a legit number one player like Amari Cooper did. Um, that's just a weird, uh, you know, a weird situation. Like they traded away a guy who, yeah. whose contract does not look as bad as it once did. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there. I really don't. It's it's going to be interesting, like um, how they do in the draft and so forth, and what their roster finally looks like in the regular season next year. If they're really sitting there where they need to compete, I don't know. So let's talk about some players that are still out there. Um, the running back market has not really developed yet. It never does. Uh, there's really. a, there's a, a couple players. Excuse me. <laughs> excuse me uh, a couple players Gordon. yeah a couple players uh that, that have signed but there's there's guys out there um the melvin gordon uh the rashad penny um sony the michelle Cord, uh, cordero patterson uh leonard fournia sony michelle those are guys that are going to help teams and um so if you need a running back at this point um you're looking pretty good shape as far as not having to overspend if you're going to get a free agent guy to come in and solidify your room uh, before the draft. Um, you should be able to get a guy for you know three million, four million dollars on one or two year deals. Well, and then look at the um, you look at the uh, market for wide receivers, and you see Jarvis Landry is still out there, Will Fuller, so the Juju Smith Schuster is out there, T.Y. Mm. Hilton. Um, there's some. There's some. Julio million. Jones was was released by Tennessee. So he's now available. Yeah. God, talk about like that trade not working out for them. Um, That's true. Uh, I mean, so you've got, uh, there's, I mean, Sammy Watkins is out there, although he always has a hard time staying um, healthy. But uh, there's there's names to be had um, uh, at, at wide receiver that, you know, uh, yeah. those are guys that normally you'd think of as, guys that are going to get contracts, but they just haven't yet. Uh, and the same would be true for um, the tight ends. There's a whole group of tight ends, mm -hmm. um, you know, guys like Jimmy Graham and, and Rob Gronkowski, if they both want to come back, although they're older, but Gerald Everett, Kyle Rudolph, Eric Ebram, um, who are Austin, not, Austin Hooper. Yeah. Um, who are guys that, that are out there. So uh, it, it is interesting that there is, a, there is some talent sitting out there. I was at looking at this positions. list, and I remember looking at this list about this time last year and thinking how diminished the the um, overall players left in free agency was. That mm -hmm. there it wasn't really a deep free agency class, and you could just kind of go through and just you were just like, oh, there's actually some some deep uh, availability here that I would imagine by the end of the weekend, a lot of these guys are going to start to get value deals for teams, and teams are going to feel pretty good about you know what they ended up with um as far as at least having you know good solid rotation guys added to your roster before the draft i mean most teams want to solve most position groups prior to the draft so they don't have to reach um mm -hmm. at the draft and kind of let the draft come to them and i think this year a lot of teams are going to be able to do that it'll be an interesting draft too because the draft is got some players at the top but then rounds two through four are pretty solid as far as depth uh, in the in the draft. You're going to get some good players there, so it, it's going to be fun. I mean, this this is a this really is, deep is, wide receiver class, which I think is part of the reason why there's a bunch of wide receivers still out there, is because 
teams aren't willing to go pay a ton of money for, you know, middle of the road guys when they're like, wait, why are we paying this person this much when there's all these guys in the draft that could be Mm -hmm. significantly better, younger and cheaper. Yeah. Interesting. Anybody else? How, How about everyone wants to talk about, um, Bobby Wagner and Bobby Wagner still sitting there. He's only 31 years old. One of the best linebackers to, to ever play the game. He's a middle linebacker. He's, he can help a team this year. Mm-hmm. What, what kind of contract do you think Bobby Wagner's? Uh, I, I heard a report the, you know, by a credible source a couple, three days ago that there were uh, at least a dozen teams lined up waiting to talk to Bobby Wagner and his agent, you know, he's, he's his own agent um, about a contract. And he's still kind of sitting there. Um, and I haven't heard about any visits or anything. Yeah. I mean, that is, that part's interesting. So we were talking, we are talking about a first ballot hall of famer. He's only 31, but he's old for 31. You watch him play and he's, he's got a knee injury that he goes and gets a, uh, I think it's a platelet rich plasma uh, injection to his knee every year and it, uh, during training camp. And he has to do that to keep going. And he's lost, you know, a step and some of that, but he's also incredibly productive and he's been like in the top three in tackles every year of his career, but one, um, and you know, you bring him in and he's a leader. He's a, a team captain, a leader, um, a guy that, you know, you can absolutely count on. And, uh, so there's, there, there's a lot there. There's also some concern about, you know, a age, even though he's only 31, but just because of, um, the where his body is at yeah the where i mean he's been in the top three in tackles every year of his so, career <laughs> at what point does bobby wagner start to worry about the market um dollar um availability drying up if where he's he's gonna look at and go you know i was hoping to get like a 12 million dollar deal and you know for three for over three years um 12 million per year and mm-hmm. now he may be taking a one-year, six million dollar deal just to play in the NFL in 2022. Well, you know, his old running mate did the same thing um, because a year ago it was KJ Wright. Um, you know, I mean, the the Seahawks have always run with you know essentially two tight ends and either played a lot of nickel or they've um, you know had a rotation of guys next to him. But it's, it was those two guys, and KJ Wright hit the open market and found nothing out there for him and he eventually signed right in at the right during training camp like early on um with vegas and they didn't pay him that much and um you know now you got and now he's still out there too yeah Yeah, he he signed a one-year deal just to get out there and and play and he was an instrumental um you know leader in terms of keeping that ship afloat with the whole gruden fiasco and and everything else that team had to deal with um and yet he's still sitting out there too. So I think what you're going to see is that the market for linebackers is not super lucrative unless you're a pass rusher. Well, I was going to ask you um, a, a curious move that that came up too. Ladarius Smith, Zadarius Smith, sorry, mm-hmm. backed out of his Ravens deal that he signed or, or agreed to sign prior to the um, – to, to the opening of free agency officially on Wednesday, backed out of that deal. He's 29 years old, outside linebacker, rushes the passer quite well. Yes, so Darius does. Smith is an interesting name because there's certain three, four defenses I think that would benefit for for to have him on the roster. Yeah, and I think one of the teams that would 
benefit greatly by having him on the roster is the Packers where he came from. And my guess, I mean, he was cut by them as a salary cap move, um, which they needed, had to do in order to fit uh, Aaron Rodgers' new contract under, um, you know, uh, un, you know, get him under the cap. And so, but I, I, I do sus- like wonder if they're like trying to get him to come back on a lesser deal and, and basically roll it back and try and get that, that, that team, you know, into a Super Bowl because they were real close last year as far as like how, look how well they played all year and, you know, MVP at quarterback and all of that. And um, they can't afford to take a big step back. And so if they can get their guys to resign, that would be huge for them. Wow. Is there anybody else you want to talk about? Is there anybody, any surprising guy that you're, you're looking at thinking that they should have been long gone by now? Um, no, not really. As far as that, the guy that, the, that surprised me, um, miles Jack linebacker, um, from Jacksonville went to the Steelers signed, um, you know, at, at 8 million, um, AYP. I, I have a hard time like understanding how he signed for so little, um, 27 year old, absolutely like just productive, um, uh, guy with a ton of speed, great tackler, um, good in coverage. And, you know, you look at that and and I just like, well, okay. look at the guaranteed money too. It's only six and a half million dollars. Yeah. I mean, that seems like a tiny contract. I, I just wonder like, that's essentially if, a one year deal. If did he get, um, some bad advice from his agent or maybe that's what the market is for, uh, for linebackers right now. And that's why Bobby Wagner is still sitting out there is because he's expecting, you know, he made 17 million last year and he might be expecting 12, but if a guy like miles um, Jack is getting eight, uh, right. Bobby Wagner, you know, his, right. his numbers, people are like, well, why would we, you know, why would we sign that when you got, um, other guys out there that can, can come in and, okay, they're not the, you know, they don't have the name value and they don't have the, um, leadership stuff, but the on-field production, um, might be there yeah. at a fraction of the price. Yeah. Well, like Jordan Hicks, for example, you know, mm-hmm. moved on from Arizona and went to Minnesota on a $10 million deal, 5 million guaranteed over two years. I mean, they're, they're you're going to get it's not Bobby Wagner, but you're going to get production mm-hmm. at, a, at a spot that might not be as important to you on the, on the, in your scheme at middle linebacker anymore. So Bobby's got a few select teams. I think that could use him and, and those teams might not be interested. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. I'm just curious. Um, yeah, that's, he is, an, he is definitely an, an interesting case. I hope he doesn't ruin his own market by just waiting for too long because yeah. there there's a lot of cap room that has disappeared in the last yes, couple of days. Exactly. Exactly. What do you think about Fletcher Cox being re- released by the Eagles? Age 31 <laughs> defensive tackle. Is he done? I mean, or was his cap number just too much? I think his cap number was too much. It, although he is, um, he is an older, uh, guy. And I know you're like, he's only 31. I'm like, I, I see that. I, I I see that on the you know the spreadsheet, but I thought he was significantly older. <laughs> um, I did too. It feels like he's feels like he's been around for. I thought he was like thirty four. Honest. Okay. Yeah. I think I think we can wrap this one up. Let's come back next week and we'll update it some more and we'll we'll do some fun stuff. Maybe we'll do a mock draft. Um, 
to kind of change it up a little bit. We'll we'll get back to talking about prospects in the draft. There's just so mm-hmm. many prospects in the draft to talk about. I just hate to skip a little bit of time doing that because it's so much well, fun. One, and one of the things that once we have now that free agency is is uh, reached that point because what you know you you've seen this after the after about two weeks, um, the free agency market tends to Trickle. really slow yeah. down. Yeah. And at that point, we can start looking at team needs for individual teams and be like, okay, what are what do we expect them to do in the draft? All right. Follow Keith on Twitter at Myers NFL. I'm at Alfstead NFL. The show's uh, at PF underscore playbook on Twitter. You can find us on your favorite podcast platforms and YouTube. And here's the YouTube scroll. There you go. Find us on YouTube and subscribe. Do what it says. Come on. Help us out. Yeah. All help right. Help us out, everyone. If you like this video, please subscribe. <laughs> there you go. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Pro Football Playbook Podcast. Follow Keith at Myers NFL. Bill is at Altstead NFL. The show is at PF underscore playbook. Listen and subscribe on your favorite podcast app or YouTube and at our website, profootballplaybook.co.